Welcome to the Restless Midlifer podcast, helping you get life back on your terms and recapture that spirit of adventure. It's episode 57 and it's the third in this little mini series focusing on reshape and the idea of the reshape is that we are focusing on getting our healthy habits back in on track and moving us in the direction of our particular health goals and supporting our overall life goals because you know health in itself is important but it's also the thing that will help us to go off and enjoy life more, find it more fulfilling, have the adventures and that kind of thing. And health is relative to us all. It is about how can we shift it to better, not perfect. So in the last two episodes, I, well, in, the, in the, the three sort of previous episodes, I introduced the concept of the rezoning, re-narrating, and now what I'm calling reconfiguring. The rezoning is looking at our food and activity environments and looking at how we can shape the unconscious cues and, and triggers there to help us trigger automatically the healthy behaviors rather than what it often does, which you know works against us and moves us in the, the unhealthy direction. The re-narrating is looking and being aware of the stories that we tell ourselves, particularly around our health or ourself, and whether they get or get in the way or undermine our efforts in moving us towards our health goals, and how can we shape those stories to move us in the right direction. And this third one, the reconfiguring, is about recognizing that we can have the right environment, we can have the right narratives, but if we don't actually do something, you know, take action, Im embed and, and, and have those habits that are in themselves, be, you know, move towards automatic, then we're not going to necessarily make that move towards our our goals. So there is a conscious process of looking at our habits, reconfiguring, introducing stuff, new habits, reintroducing older ones in smaller sprout-sized chunks to help get them flourishing and growing uh, and moving us on. So that's the point of this episode is to look at that. But don't forget, jump over to the restlessmidlifer.com to check out the Academy membership and my six-week reshape accelerators, which are group online programs where we focus on these three areas, the re-narration, the rezoning, and the reconfiguring to help you embed and get that foundation to build your, your health habits long-term, lifetime-wise. Um, and you can also subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, sign up the Restless Midlife Chronicles, which is my weekly newsletter where I give you some tips, tools, and strategies. Um, and it's all about helping you regroup, reshape, and redesign your midlife adventure. Okay, so reconfiguring. What we're talking about here is recognizing that, and I've mentioned it a number of times in previous podcasts, we are habitual creatures. We rely on the schemas, the scripts, and the narratives that we've developed over life, particularly over those former, year, former years, you know, the formative years as a child, you know, go through school, friendships, all that kind of thing. They guide us through. And this impacts directly on our habits, rituals, and routines that we engage in and that we've formed and embedded over the years as well. We spend so much time on automatic because we are habitual creatures. But the question is, are the existing routines, rituals, and habits moving us away from better health or our health goals, whether that's weight loss or gaining more energy, or are they moving us towards them? And what do we need to do to become more aware of those habits and explore them and really get to what do we need to ditch? How can we ditch the unhelpful habits? How can we change the existing ones if they just need a bit of tweaking and how do we introduce new ones? Now this in itself can feel like a heck of a challenge and 
don't know about you, when I first started, I found myself facing a combination of, well, a lack of routines, really, sometimes around something regular and rigid that I was doing. Partly I put down to work in shifts in the past where, you know, not every I wasn't off every weekend. I didn't work nine to five, that kind of thing, which led to me having very flexible shifting sand type routines that worked for then, I guess, particularly when I was younger and, and my body was more forgiving than it was now. But that combined with some well, let's face it, some not-so-healthy habits that were well ingrained, um, such as, you know, rest days, you have a drink, you have a takeaway, blah, 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 you know, all that kind of thing. Um, the cumulative effect led to those habits con uh, continuing, even though I'm not working shifts, even though now, effectively, every night... I could, I can, I mean, I could have a drink, I could have a takeaway, that kind of thing. So those habits were reasonably well embedded. So, and you know, although I am working on them, I have changed and shifted and reduced and eliminated some. I'm still a work in progress, as we all are. And this is where I've made the mistake of thinking I need to go all out. I need to take the the shock and awe approach. You know, the, the all or nothing thing that I talk about. I just uproot everything, introduce new rigid ways of eating, a plan, behaving and, and you know, behaving a particular way and so on and stick with it. But I've said so many times before, whilst it's secured results in the past, they've never stuck. And the returns of such approaches seems to be diminishing each time I make the effort to try. And I, I don't know, I just feel like I don't have it in the tank now, um, whether that's an age thing or just past experience. I'm just sick of trying those particular ways that is possibly something that many of us do because we can fall into that trap of being seduced by that that shiny new object that shiny new plan that new bit of science that says and it's important that we recognize that that's what we need to step away from so if you're a long-term listener or even a short-term listener you'll know that i advocate a longer-term low-impact approach the sprout sweater approach and yes it can seem pointless because the small actions the changes and tweaks seem in themselves to be so small or too small to make a difference but over time sweating those sprouts does lead to a cumulative impact cumulative change and can actually become an avalanche of sprouts and the impact is not only sustainable but grows and it has an impact on every aspect of your life including helping to support the changes we make in for example re-narrating the stories that we tell ourselves and the 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 schema the mini routines we run in a given situation as a step out of the the this health context i i talked about this in a different context um in the world of finances in episode 32 reshaping your midlife finances with pete matthew who's the host of meaningful money podcast and a financial expert all-around good guy we spoke about reshaping our midlife finances and again how how we can make changes when actually in that sense the the sprout sweater approach is the far better way you know in terms of paying off debt it's about you know snowballing and paying off your debt rather than going all or nothing um, so it's that approach but what that did in my own experience when i paid down a lot of debt was I found my narratives, my mindset, moving from feeling crushed and disempowered and feeling like, well, this is just you. This is what you do. Your money burns a hole in your pocket to feeling more empowered from I can't to I can. And I gradually saw my narrative shifting from I'm the kind of person who money burns a hole in the pocket to I'm the kind of person who actually saves, who clears down debt, who manages more positively. And it's amazing how 
over time, those narratives with time, with action, with results, those narratives change and they shift in a more sustainable way because of the consistent longer term action and habits that you start to embed. Because we are or our identity can be shaped quite powerfully by our habits. I often, I said in previous episodes, we're not our habits, we're not our behaviors, but they have such a powerful impact that if you get a good few of them, like a gang, you know, if, there is, if there's quite a rowdy gang, then they can have a big impact. <laughs> you know, they, they can just come in and knock over a few tables and, and cause havoc. If we have some really positive ones, they can have that, that positive effect in the same way. So there is power in numbers, in, in the numbers of small sprout-sized habits, I guess. But that takes time and it takes consistency. So, uh, and I guess just to sort of bring it back to the health thing, I have started to see this in my own experiences as well. Now, I've talked about the efforts I've made in the past where it's been all or nothing and all of that, but I have consistently now over the last few years been on that journey of the sprout sweating approach to health and weight loss in particular, and I've lost that weight. Now, I'm still a work in progress, still working with Operation D-Move, but things have improved. My fitness, my strength, and... I have found myself subtly shifting my sense of who I am from the person who fails at to somebody who actually, yeah, I regularly train. I get back on the horse. Yeah. So what if I had a bad meal or I had a, a takeaway there? I'm back on it today. And it's shifted through the consistent behavior and the community and, and all of that. These things are really powerful. If you want to find out my efforts and you haven't checked them out, then check out episodes 34 and 35, where I do outline my me Operation DMOOB, my current health focus. You'll find the links in the show notes for this episode as well. So I guess what I'm saying is, whilst it can be tough to trust the process and exercise patients, it is so worth it. And let's face it, what would you rather? Have another year of all-out shock and awe attempts that yield results that you just can't hang on to or spend the next year getting on with life and giving some attention to regularly tweaking, testing, embedding and allowing the cumulative impact of the sprout sweating to move you forward and beyond those previous results. I know the temptations of the former, but I've also found and I'm finding the, 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 the latter approach, the sprout sweater approach is far more effective. Now, don't get me wrong, it's still something to be aware of because those old stories can be so entrenched that you can be doing well and still doubt or even fear that it will all go wrong at some point. And that, that, that's something I've found and it can undermine your efforts. But what I've also found and what I do find is we, we can take heart from the fact that as we're building that foundation of habits, we're shaping the narratives, we are also starting to counter the fearful narr narratives. A quick update. The Restless Midlifer Academy is now open and I'm also running a series of six-week reshape accelerator programs aimed at getting your health, weight and self-confidence back on track. Head over to restlessmidlifer.com to check out the programs. That may not feel like an instant fix. You know, if you're feeling like a failure and think, oh, sod it, what's the point? But getting back to some solid ground of those habits it takes less effort than girding yourself and gearing yourself up for another all-out shock on shock and awe attempt. It takes time, doesn't it? Whereas you can break the 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 lapse, if you like, into well, that was just a that's just been a day. I've had a day of it and a bit of a lazy day, a bit of an extra this, that, and the other. Right, back on it tomorrow, and I'll do, I'll concentrate on getting my breakfast right whatever for it for example but the point is that that process becomes it's solid ground 
but it's reachable solid ground with less effort. And over time, your faith in the process grows and your fear does diminish. It may never go, but it does diminish. And you have more sovereignty over your own mind, I guess is a good way of looking at it. So how? Well, it's a combination of a few things I've spoken about over previous podcasts. And after all, <laughs> this is the heart of the sprout sweater approach. And for those of you who are new to the podcast and wonder what all this sprout stuff is, check out the show notes because there is a video in there where uh, my little daughter, Rosie, helps introduce the, this, the cabbage metaphor that provides the underlying metaphor there. It's only three minutes and, I, and it's well worth doing if you're not familiar with that. But here's, here's how I would approach it. And it's pulling really from previous podcast episodes as well with this. So it might, and I'll flag this up, it might be well worth, if you haven't checked them out or you want to refresh, checking those podcast episodes out as well. First thing, I said this in um, a couple of podcast episodes ago, I think it was when I was the, the deep dive into the reshape, is take off the deadline and the pressure of getting this done. Bye. I know you have a holiday coming up, a family celebration, or a fill in the blank. But here's the thing don't set your efforts that you are making in this process up against that deadline. Do not do that. Do not be tempted to do it. By all means, set, you know, go off and do something else if you want to achieve that. But focus on this as this is a long term, years in the making effort. Don't tie it to the deadline. And if that's something that's a challenge, because I know what it's like, you know, you think, right, this time on holiday, I'm going to be, I'm going to feel more comfortable. I'm going to be, have that six pack out, whatever it is, or I'm going to turn up the wedding and, and people are going to notice, et cetera, et cetera. It's about challenging those scripts, those mini narratives. And right from the off, take the deadline off and tell yourself each and every event you go to, you will move, be moving in the right direction. And at some point you'll be there, but it's a slight improvement. You are not pinning the results, the people noticing how you feel on that particular beach event, whatever it is, on you know, putting the weight of that responsibility onto this focus, onto this process. Second thing is review your big vision and your health goals. Now, I did talk about this in the cabbage, you know, in um, the uh, when I introduced the cabbage slice and sprout plan, particularly around um, episodes. My operation D move was a, a, an example of that. Uh, so, episodes thirty four and thirty five are worth checking out. But what I'm talking about is have a direction of travel. So, for me, being fitter and healthier at sixty six than I was when I was uh, forty five when Rosie was born. She's twenty one when she uh, when I'm sixty six. I want to be fit and healthy then. So that's my direction of travel. But that's a big one, and it, or it was a lot bigger than I thought it, it perhaps seems now, five years later. But it's in the direction. It's quite a way off. So how do I bring it to having a, a short-term, achievable, realistic goal? Now, some people say your goals shouldn't be realistic and, and what have you. I think your vision should be testing and pushing at the boundaries of what you feel is realistic. Your goal is the thing you work towards and it's more tangible and it is something you can tie and tune your narratives in. If you think about it, I'm not into football particularly, but the goal of football is not to score a goal, it's to win the game, of which scoring a goal is what is the means to do it. And you know, Correct me if I'm wrong because <laughs> I'm not big on uh, football. But the point is, the goal is not the goal. The goal is the means to move you in the direction of travel. And that's what we're trying to do. So what is a short-term goal? So for me, it's Operation D-Move. That's what I'm working on. And again, I haven't got a deadline for this. I haven't got a particular holiday, et cetera, et cetera, for it. I'm just moving in a direction of travel. But it's closer. It's more tangible. And then out of that, 
break that into three areas. That's the slices. So the cabbage is the for me operation. Do you move? What's your near-term goal? What are three areas of that that you can slice down? And what are the nine sprout-sized habits, goals, mini goals, uh, actions, routines, whatever you want to call them, the things that if you do achieve, embed, sweat daily, will move you in the direction of your goal. And again, I'll I'll go into that more in episodes 34 and 35. Thing is, identify some tangible behaviors and actions and habits. And this is where you, again, I explore this in previous podcast episodes, but start to pool your thoughts. What have you done in the past? What's worked? What are reasonable quick wins and low friction habits and actions that you can introduce um, that, that won't take a lot? And maybe then introduce some new ones as well, some novel ideas, because novelty can be useful, but also they're going to take a little bit more headspace as well, potentially, but keep them small. So this is about the reconfiguring. What am I going to pull into my day-to-day habits and re- rearrange, reconfigure, replace, re- remove, that kind of thing? And what can I do? And it's the nine sprouts approach from cabbage slice and the sprout plan, the sprouts are the nine sprouts. Um, what are the nine sprouts that I can work towards introducing, reintroducing, embedding over the next few weeks? It's not about getting nine in place tomorrow. It's about moving in that direction. And again, we have time here because we've taken off the deadline. And then it's about stick with the sprouts. Don't dwell in the goal. Check in with it but focus on making sure those sprouts are sweated. And this is, this. if I go back to my Operation D move, if I spend my time thinking, I'm not there yet, I'm not there yet, I'm still this, I haven't achieved that, my head is going to feel more overwhelmed, more distracted, and feel like what I'm doing is pointless because it's not making a difference. And actually, there's a lot that's unseen. So, yeah, have that short-term tangible goal, but come back to just trusting in the sprouts right now. Sweat the sprouts right in front of you. Sweat the sprouts today, tomorrow, the next day, and focus on day-sized units. Just focus on doing the today. Track the sprouts and not the cabbage. So that's my sort of that's my tips. Take off the deadline. Take off that pressure. Change your narratives around those events that that. So you don't set yourself up for that pressure and that expectation in those events. Review your big vision. See if you can break it down into three slices. Uh, your big vision, a short-term goal, three slices, and then the nine habits. And then start to introduce nine habits, nine sprout-sized routines, rituals, behaviors, and start to bring them to life over the coming days, weeks, and months. And what I'm going to do, actually, um, next week, as I said at the beginning, is I'm going to answer a few questions around this just to flesh this out a little bit more um, and also talk about overwhelm with this because the actual process, when we start to think about it, may feel a bit overwhelming. So I'll come back to that uh, next week. But remember, sweat those sprouts. You have time. There is no deadline for this. Get them moving. Get those sprouts sweated. Prove to yourself that you can and then review and then build, then tweak experiment test and be compassionate with yourself so that's my challenge for you today is to think about that aspect and it's it hopefully brings the the sort of three areas of the reshape process together um and if you want to learn more drop me a line at dave at restlessmidlifer.com or hop over to restlessmidlifer.com to find out about the academy membership the podcast um and also the uh, reshape accelerator programs that i do Uh, take care for now and uh, i'll catch you in the next episode Thank you for listening. You will find all show notes, links and resources mentioned at restlessmidlifer.com. And why not spread the word? If you know a fellow Restless Midlifer, share the show and the links. And if you haven't already, subscribe to it in your podcast feed of choice. 
And one more thing, if you enjoy the show, it would be great if you could rate it by visiting restlessmidlifer.com forward slash review. It would mean a lot, and I may even give you a shout out in return. And a quick final thanks to my production assistant, Karen North of North VA, and for the music, which is called Silver Star, by the awesome Logan Nicholson of Music for Makers. Check out musicformakers.com. Take care for now, and don't forget, you really can live a less stressful, much healthier, and more meaningful midlife. Go re-adventure.